bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Pandemic Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in coronavirus politics, like we're talking about reality TV. And this week on The Real Housewives of Corona, <laughs> the world found out that Trump tool Matt Gates used Apple Pay to pay for sex with an underage hooker. Um, I'm alive. I'm living. I'm born. <laughs> I'm reborn. I'm born again because... Well, you did text me and say you wanted to change the name of the podcast to <laughs> Matt Gates as running a hooker ring. <laughs> and I said, well, now Matt Gates is a sex trafficker. Matt yeah. Gates is a fucking creep. Matt Gates. I mean, we knew he's a creep. But the fact that the loudest voice in the room who has been whining and complaining and needed to show us Nestor and needed to do all of his distractions and all of his yelling about Trump and morality and this and that and the other thing. And there's QAnon talking about a sex trafficking ring with Hillary Clinton and the Democrats eating babies <laughs> and, the and the Democrats <laughs> and the Hollywood elite fucking children. Well, well, ta-da, ta motherfucking da-da. Well, that's really all you're going to get on it, though, Memo. I know. Speaking of the Hollywood elite, <laughs> yes. this is the p political elite, and we uh -huh. just do not spend time in the jizzy mud with Matt <laughs> Gates. We can dabble. We can dabble. We're dabbling. Now, Kate Vogel, okay. Memo, our yeah. little daughter, mm -hmm. she has sent us so many great things over yep. the years. Mm -hmm. She sent us two elf lip plumper lip glosses. Uh -huh. So read the card, Memo. Hi, Brandy. I hear this lip plumper really works. Keep Julie away from the ghost peppers and try this instead. Love from your daughter, Kate Vogel. <laughs> okay, so I attempted to make my own lip venom with yes. ghost pepper, uh -huh. which I then had you try. I did try on it. our Patreon podcast. Yes. Th mm -hmm. These are the kind of antics that go on on the Patreon podcast. Right. I thought that it was a wonderful lip plumper, if you will. Sure, if you enjoy a stinging, <laughs> piercing pain on your lips, yeah. And, and unfortunately, the one I made does get onto the tip of your tongue mm -hmm. and scalds the tip of your tongue off and your as teeth. well. And, and gums, and right? Gums. Now, Kate, the elf lip plumpers that you sent are very subtle. So I think I'm going to add at least some cayenne <laughs> into them. I might not do the ghost pepper in these because it's... I might, though. I don't know. I tried cayenne in the one that I made which was in Benefit Lip Tint. Uh -huh. And the cayenne just wasn't strong enough. It just, it, it doesn't last overpower whatever solution is in, whatever parabens and panabins are <laughs> yes. in the lipstick. And glycols and glycarines. Right. Mm. <laughs> so uh -huh. um, I'm going, I'm excited because it's there. And now I know, oh, sweet. These are already spicy lip glosses. I am going to throw some ghost pepper, Kate. Okay. But I won't force it on you, Memo. But I might. Okay. I, might. I, think, I, might. I think so. I might. Yeah. Ashley Watson sent us her picture for the Drug Den Bulletin Board and a sweet little care package full of Vermont treats. Ashley, I want you to know we've eaten all the chocolate treats. <laughs> she sent gorgeous specialty soap, bourbon maple syrup, and then these baller like little salted caramel chocolates uh, and Easter chocolates. And mm. we ate them all in one sitting. Yeah, I will eat all of the salted caramels in a block radius. Do we say mile. caramel or caramel? What did I just say? Caramel. What do I say? Do I say caramel? I'm not sure. No, <laughs> I don't know. What I I'm... hear them both. I literally. Okay, so they're both normal. They. I. Don't, I think I'm I... self-conscious about that word. Hmm. I'm not sure now. Caramel over the sea. I don't know. <laughs> That's caramel. Oh, caramel. Not caramel. Oh, caramel. 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 <laughs> I don't even know now. Well, you say cara. I say caramel. <laughs> 
I say Carolyn de Guardia. You say caramel. Dear Julian Brandy. Hey, guys. I left a comment on your website, but I realized that you have no way of knowing whether I'm a real person or some troll. So here's proof. I'm a real live listener. While I'm not one of the original 14, my sister Melanie, pictured in pink next to me, introduced me to DGP last year, and it has been a much-needed weekly source of comic relief. 2020 began with my girlfriend leaving me right after the pandemic hit and shortly after my dog was diagnosed with colon cancer. God, don't worry, dude pictured on the card is doing well on chemo meds but the worst part was that my mom drank the trump kool-aid and her newly adopted oh. ultra conservative views and hatred for biden and everything his administration is trying to do is a depressing reality that my sister and i now have to face no at least but at least oh, you have your sister God. at least the one silver lining to this shitty year filled with trump annas <laughs> is that i found this podcast Aww. and my sister and i are a lot closer because of it oh my in God that's so nice wow in fact we now call each other <laughs> meow meow whenever we talk on the phone <laughs> look out for a box of goodies from vermont coming soon thank you so much for keeping me sane and all that you do to educate and remind people to laugh hugs and sloppy dog kisses from burlington vermont ashley and dude p.s mostly i wanted to thank you for putting dgp out into the world i know you don't make much money off of it and honestly i don't know how you do it i will hop on the patreon train since my dog no longer needs chemo it's unbelievably expensive but i thought i could at least send you a nice care package to say thanks for all you do well that's nice Gosh. and you're right ashley we don't get paid much <laughs> oh the dude we only make money on our patreon so if anybody's interested in joining, and I know that <laughs> Ashley's going to, and you know what, Ashley, you can share the Patreon subscription with your sister, Melanie. We yeah. have no problem yeah. with people, you know, creeping the passwords. <laughs> no, we love that. No, we we want that. We share it with the, your whole fucking neighborhood. We, yeah. we, we Tell honestly, your mom to listen. <laughs> honestly, I can't even really get through my feelings for the dude and his chemo and all of Ashley's compliments because I'm so horrified. I would take my girlfriend leaving me at, at the beginning of the pandemic every day over anyone that I yeah, care about becoming, yeah. becoming. It's mm -hmm. just, yep. what a nightmare. Nightmare. Living nightmare. hell. Thank you so much, Ashley. We did get the care package and it was very Vermont upper echelon. <laughs> Very curated artisan treats. <laughs> yes. And we love them all. And, and we ate every single one of them. Every single one. Now, Kayla from Boston sent us some vintage shirts and some vintage albums, mm -hmm. which is now adding to our collection of 45s. She sent a remake of the original Whitney album and an original 45 of Neil Diamond's America. Uh. And then two vintage T-shirts. Hi, Julian Brandy, longtime lesbian lurker, first time writer. I've been one of the original 14 since the Big Gay Sketch Show, so lesbian interviews and OG NYC gay pimpin'. I'm mass born and raised and just started a post culinary school gig at a high end supermarket bakery near Julie's hometown. I often think of you both at work since the music is a mix of windows up sing time and the absolute most bugging songs of all time. And I think Julie would love to use all of the bakery tools, especially the price gun and the bailer. Like Brandy, I am always on the eternal hunt for free money and an excuse to not work. So I've recently started buying stuff at thrift stores and flipping it on eBay and Poshmark for two to three times the profit. I love picking up vintage shirts and vinyl and have included some finds that I think you both will like. I've also included a photo of myself and my cat Chompers, who demands to be walked around in a stroller so she can laugh when the neighbors do a double take and realize I'm not pushing a baby. This is all just a small token of appreciation for the many years of entertainment and laughs that you two have provided, and I look forward to following your adventures for years to come. Much love and warmest regards, Kayla from Boston. P.S. If you're looking for some new workout jams, I highly recommend the group Sophie Tucker. Start with the song Bad Shit. Warmest regards, David. <laughs> David. Now, Kayla, I don't know. You, you mentioned Windows Up Sing Time, but that is our free episode that's open to everybody even if you're not and by the way ashley melanie should go listen to windows up sing time yeah. on our patreon www.patreon.com slash dumb gay politics um just scroll down till you get to the free episode in september it's called windows up sing time kayla has clearly listened to that one but uh -huh. i don't know if you subscribe kayla because i played sophie tucker for julie's birthday in 2018 i played best friends first as an homage to our wonderful relationship and then batshit as an homage to our wonderful relationship yes and it's ironic because we both went batshit together as best friends right after i played those songs in less than a month we were full-blown batshit fucking crazy yeah that's true yeah. and then in 2020 i watched the show the new pope 
And the theme song for the second season was Sophie Tucker's Good Time Girl. And now we are full circle. <laughs> All right. Now it's time for Jojo and Kiki. Jojo and Kiki. Jojo and Kiki. <laughs> Jojo and Kiki. I wanna have a Kiki. Lock the doors. Hey. Jojo and Kiki. So, while the rest of the country was busy enjoying Matt Gates crushing the Qunani Nani dreams of a pedophile ring run by the Democrats, Jojo and Kiki announced their next transformative piece of legislation, the so-called infrastructure bill but it goes way beyond infrastructure they pack that shit with every single thing that can tie back to the budget okay so we've talked about this on previous podcasts but just to refresh the senate is basically tied with democrats and republicans and there's some dumbass unwritten rule that's not even in the fucking constitution that for big mega bills that make huge sweeping changes across the country the senate needs 60 votes to pass bills like that. But because of some boring clause, Congress gets one bill per term that they can pass with just a simple majority in the Senate. So like 51 to 50. But the thing is, everything in the bill has to be tied to the federal budget. Yes, which is why Jojo and Kiki were forced to take out the minimum wage increase from the stimulus bill. Raising the minimum wage doesn't require any money from the federal budget. If they don't spend the federal budget, if they don't get that those things done because you're sitting there with your fucking thumb up your ass, Mitch McConnell's blocking everything, uh-huh. then then the budget, then nothing will ever get done. So it, you have to have one bill a time that right. deals with how the budget's going to be spent. And that's why both of the bills that Biden has done have been so goddamn expensive. He has to tie the bills to the budget in order to pass them with a simple majority. And in case you're wondering, yes, Biden already used his one and only simple majority Senate hall pass to pass his gigantic COVID stimulus bill. But turns out, sweetie, numbnuts Donald Trump never used his simple majority hall pass. So Biden got two. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Wow. Like, thank fucking Josh. Okay. (laughs) But since both of the bills have to be budget related, he couldn't use his hall pass for the H1N1 voting bill that we've been screaming about since we talked to Charles Booker last year. And it sucks so bad because Republicans are gerrymandering their assholes off in a bunch of critical swing states as we fucking speak. And they're doing everything they can to win back the majority in 2022. Like, just blatantly stealing and and corruption. Oh, it's it's, blatant. Blatant blatant and beyond. But I have to say, Mamau, even though I have been obsessed, obsessed and nonstop bugging, about Biden using his second simple majority hall pass on the voting Mm -hmm. rights bill. After seeing everything in this infrastructure bill, I'm actually like glad that he couldn't do the voting bill because at the end of the day, the voting rights bill is about winning and politics and parties. It's about them getting elected to their stupid government fucking jobs. And this infrastructure bill is about us. And our stupid jobs. And our stupid lives. <laughs> it is. It's literally called the American Jobs Plan. The COVID stimulus bill was the American Rescue Plan. And the infrastructure bill is the American Jobs Plan. And it has so much shit in it. It's beyond. Anything they could tie to the budget, they threw in this bill. Yeah, because they know this is their last chance to pass anything. There's not a soup cookies chance in hell that 10 Republicans are going to vote yes on any Democrat-led bill. Mm -hmm. They can't even get one fucking Republican to vote yes. So this is it. Once this passes, the Senate is going to be a toilet full of logjam until the (laughs) midterms in 2022. Well, Biden already made history with the COVID bill. And if he gets everything he's asking for in this infrastructure bill, he will definitely go down as one of the most consequential presidents in modern history. Okay, before we get to what Meghan McCain will call the meat and potatoes of the bill... The meat and potatoes of this bill. Okay, the meat and potatoes of the bill and also what Meghan McCain will surely refer to as the fat of the bill. It's important to know how much the actual bill of the bill will be and also who's picking up the bill. 
Well, it looks like the tab for fatty meat and potatoes is two motherfucking trillion dollars, meow meow. Mm. But let's make sure and order several cocktails and dessert because supposedly all the corporations are splitting the check, bitch. <laughs> oh my God, we're going to go out tonight. <laughs> we are fucking going out for free. Oh, yes. This infrastructure meal is going to take eight years to make and 15 years to pay it off. And the money will come from raising the corporate tax rate from 21% to 28%, increasing the global minimum corporate tax, ending the tax breaks for coal companies, and tightening tax loopholes on all the rich assholes like Jared Kushner and Donald Trump. Fuck yes. Time for the meat and potatoes. <laughs> the White House divided the bill across four main areas of regular Americans' lives. First, transportation infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Then quality of life at home. Just say it, say it, say it, and say it again. <laughs> the fact that there's a, an entire area dedicated to quality of life at home. I'm just into it. I'm I just need into pillows. it. pillows. I want I mean, just, just better air conditioning. Then you've got caregivers for the elderly and people with disabilities. And finally, research, development, and manufacturing. So those are the four areas of this big infrastructure bill. Okay, so the first area, transportation infrastructure, is going to cost 621 billion of the 2 trillion billion dollar billion gajillion dollar budget yeah. like the money is whatever. Okay, 174 billion will go toward building a network of 500,000 charging stations for electric cars, transitioning to electric vehicles in bus fleets and offering tax incentives and rebates for people buying electric cars. $115 billion will go to fixing roads and bridges, beginning with the most in dire need of repair and continuing over the next eight years. $165 billion will go toward modernizing transit systems and upgrading trains, airports, and seaports. I mean... So get this. I, 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 okay. I saw Seth Moulton on MSNBC. Okay, Seth Moulton is a congressman from Massachusetts. He's like, he's in the House. Uh -huh. Apparently, Seth and three other Democrats in the House wrote a bill last year which would allocate $200 five billion dollars to build a nationwide high-speed rail oh, wow. now the bill didn't pass under trump shock but they are resurrecting it and they're going to try and get biden to move money around in this bill in order to fit the cross-country train into it and get it done now i didn't think anything of it when i was watching msnbc because we live in california and and we've been getting blue balls waiting for our <laughs> fucking high-speed train fantasies to come uh -huh, to fruition uh -huh. but i changed my tune when good old seth <laughs> gave the example of going from Chicago to Atlanta. So basically driving from Chicago to Atlanta and your car takes like ten, around 10 hours. Uh -huh. He said that right now China has the best high speed train in the whole world. Mm -hmm. And one of the places it goes is from Beijing to Shanghai and it takes four hours. And then he said the distance from Chicago to Atlanta is shorter than the distance between Beijing and Shanghai. Wow. So that means this fucking high-speed, nationwide high-speed rail would get from Chicago to Atlanta in less than four hours. How baller would that be? Wow. People, it just the implications of it are just beyond, but even just at, on, on a simple level, if it didn't cost as much as flying in a plane cost, which mm -hmm. you know it probably will, so mm -hmm. who gives a shit, mm -hmm. but if it didn't, if it was actually affordable the way like going on the Amtrak is affordable, which it is, mm -hmm. if we wanted to take the train to Vegas or to San Diego, it's not that expensive. Mm. People would most definitely spread out in the country. They wouldn't just have to stay around their families or move an hour away from their family. They could literally move from Atlanta to Chicago or vice versa and, and know that they could see their family back home in four fucking hours. Right. Like right now in the pandemic, everyone's like, oh, in California, they're like, I'm going to move to Vegas because there's no state tax in Nevada and it's four hours away and it's no biggie. You, you know what I mean? You could literally do it mm -hmm. there and back in one day. Like mm -hmm. you could go see someone and come back. So I just kind of like got my mind blown by old <laughs> Seth Moulton. It's like, fuck, yeah, right. get that high speed nationwide rail in there. So the second area of the bill focuses on quality of life at home, and it's going to cost $650 billion of the $2 trillion. So $213 billion will go toward building, preserving, and retrofitting more than 2 million affordable homes and commercial buildings, including the construction or rehabilitation of 500,000 homes for low- and middle-income homeowners. $111 billion will go toward clean drinking water, including the replacement of all lead pipes and service lines. $100 billion is allotted for constructing or modernizing public schools, and $100 billion will go toward building high-speed broadband internet lines throughout the country, which is something that we also discussed with Charles Booker. 
I just want to say that Trump can go fucking die on a hill of jizz and termites because uh-huh. during the pandemic and so can fucking Mitch McConnell and all of the Republican butt fuck Congress because during the pandemic, the minute and you can go back, go ahead and get the receipts. In fact, ma'am, I'll be lucky if I don't make her dig up these receipts and play them right here, right now on one of the early, early podcasts that we did. Right when the beginning of the quarantine, I sat right in this chair, probably high as a kite and told you, you know what they need to do? They need to go in with that Green New Deal, pass an emergency bill in Congress, Mm -hmm. giving money and they need to go in these fucking schools, retrofit these schools Mm -hmm. and retrofit these commercial buildings while no one is in them. You've used the word retrofit many many times it, certainly during the pandemic and even before yeah. you have multiple times because have talked it, about retrofitting because they all the biggest criticism of the green new deal is that to really do it to make these buildings like environmentally friendly and sustainable you have to you have to retrofit them because they were right. all fucking dinosaurs built in the 50s or the 80s or whatever the hell right and especially these schools mm-hmm. and it's like Every kid was out of every single school in California. Now, I realize there's some states in the country where kids never stopped going to school, I guess. But there were so many places with really rundown schools and commercial buildings that could have during the pandemic been retrofit yes and now they now here comes biden and he's got to put it in this infrastructure bill and then what are they going to do with all the people that that costs money to to build like you know what are those those things that they put at schools i had classes in them oh yeah they're like those they're like trailers trailers yeah Yeah. i don't know what they're called they called like temporaries or i don't know what they're like oh you're in the my clap to go out to the annex yes or whatever Mm -hmm. it just adds to the cost and it was so simple to go do that and all it took was um, good leadership and a good president and Congress that wanted to actually do something. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have any of that. So nothing got done during the pandemic. No, nothing. No. And Mitch McConnell is continuing to go out and say that he's not for this bill. They don't like it. And they've all been saying every fucking Republican is saying that, the, oh, no, the corporate tax increase is going to make it hard for job providers. We're going to lose so many jobs. And they're not going to be able to make jobs. And this isn't even about infrastructure. They're literally have the audacity to go on every news show talking about this isn't even about infrastructure. Only like one percent is about bridges. And then and he like, stood. Go Mitch McC- Mitch jump off a bridge. Mitch McConnell stood in the press conference where he said that. And then five seconds later in the same press conference, which was in Kentucky, Someone asked him a question and he's like, well, I'm sure there's enough money in this bill to go fix up our doo-doo bridge. He literally then promoted that that it would get their bridge fixed up in Kentucky. They're spinning around in so many circles that my hope is just like what Mitch McConnell did, that they spin and spin and spin and they're spinning in their own lies of tornadoes and that's they finally end up back and into dead. saying something. Like- <laughs> that's where I wish they'd spin until they're dead. I do. I'm like, oh, so you're gonna, dead. You're going to tell everyone in Kentucky that you got their bridge fixed <laughs> and then you're going to tell all your rich fucking cronies that you're voting against it so that they don't right. get their taxes raised. You're a dick. Go Beyond. die. Go die. Honestly, go die. OK, so the third area that the infrastructure bill focuses on is caregivers for the elderly and people with disabilities. Four hundred billion of the two trillion dollar budget will go to improving access to quality, affordable home care and community based care for the elderly and people with disabilities. It will expand a Medicaid program to make more services available and eliminate a backlog that prevents thousands of vulnerable people from getting care. It will also boost pay for care workers who are disproportionately women of color and typically earn about twelve dollars an hour. Biden said that caregivers in this country have been unseen, underpaid and undervalued for far too long. And he's so right. And I just love that he said that. I love that he said it, too. And for us, it's this is like our future. So this is amazing. Yeah. Thank God. We don't we just don't value like. No, we don't. I saw again. I saw on fucking MSNBC some fucking piece of shit talking about how (laughs) caregivers aren't part of infrastructure. And I'm like, well, why don't you go visit Japan then where Mm there where no one's having children and their elderly population is double of their youth population. And they're having to build AI robots to take care of all of their aging population. And it's like. Yeah, that's infrastructure, dick. When you have to build robots to take care of people, that's exactly what it fucking is. Yeah, they want to pretend that infrastructure is only bridges, roads, and toll booths. They're they're they know though. They're lo- Oh, they know. They're, they know. And they what know, monster they know, they goes know. This doesn't we don't exactly. want caregivers. Yeah, exactly. Elderly don't belong exactly. in the bill. Exactly. You it's, honestly you're a mo- you're a literal monster. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
Okay, so the fourth and final <laughs> portion of the infrastructure bill covers research, development, and manufacturing. So, $300 billion will go toward American manufacturing and production of technologies and critical goods. So that's basically like keeping all of the production here, like American-made shit. Right. Like, start Finally, making Finally, good. Here. Right. Like, sorry, China, you're not going to be making all our shit anymore. And especially everything in our cell phones. God. And our computers. Exactly. $50 billion will go towards semiconductor manufacturing and research. Whatever that means. Okay. $180 billion will go toward new research and development of clean energy innovation, emissions reduction, and climate change patterns. I think that's pretty self-explanatory yeah, and good and amazing with a hundred billion going toward worker training and worker protections which is what everybody's whining about that there aren't the jobs the jobs the jobs the, the jobs, jobs. Exactly. well here you go here you go you, here you go you're a coal miner and you don't think that you can get another job well guess what they're putting a hundred billion toward training you so you can get another job right we don't get to get trained we, we get nothing we don't have any fucking extra jobs nope well I'm and it's gonna, also that a lot of the things they're complaining about is that the, this climate portion that they that they wedged climate in with research, development, and manufacturing. But again, climate change is infrastructure. <laughs> yeah. Go look at fucking right. Texas. Every other week, right, whole cities are being destroyed yes, by fucking tornadoes, right, right. fucking tsunamis, right. and freezing power lines, like things we've never even heard of. We thought it was. The levees breaking was the fucking end all be all. Right. I never thought I'd see the day when there's an icicle hanging off a power line <laughs> in Houston. Well, and thank goodness we have Pete Buttigieg, who ha who is really bringing it to the floor. He got on the catwalk with his charisma, uniqueness and charm. Yeah, he sure did. And he is out there talking about exactly the shit. And he is handing it. Too, because he was on Fox. Oh, he's going he's, on every show. He's going on every show, handing it to them, saying exactly this, that this is what infrastructure is. And he's like, I don't know about you, but I think the grid is part of infrastructure. And we've never seen anything like this before, like what happened in Texas. But oh, if like you don't think said. like exactly <laughs> what you just said, but if you don't think that the grid is part of the actual infrastructure, the literal energy infrastructure, that's part of infrastructure. And he's just shutting them down, shutting yeah. them down. And so it's been very exciting. Very exciting. So when Biden spoke about this portion of the bill, he said that the U.S. has fallen behind the rest of the world in research and technology and that we need to fix it and fix it fast, um, which I found alarming. And I mean, we knew that, but I just don't really like hearing it from him. Yeah. You know, yep. but we've got at least another month, if not more, before Congress will even vote on this fucking bill because Republicans are already cock blocking the corporate tax increase. So as Rachel Maddow tells us to do, we will watch this space. <laughs> <laughs> the ripping of the paper. <laughs> okay, now it's time to have some hot sake for lunch. our segment called hot sake for lunch where we give you the latest and greatest from the past week's white house press briefings starring none other than white house press secretary jen sake jen sake is our cunty queen and although she's only been on the job for less than three months she's already our favorite part of 2021 now, before we can serve hot sake for lunch, we have to remind everyone that just because we identify as Democrats doesn't mean that we don't hate most of the lamestream liberal news media, particularly the ones who go to these press briefings. Peter Alexander, we're looking <laughs> at you, sir. I know he wasn't really like there this week, which was it was nice <laughs> yeah, yeah. because we hate him. But you know what? We hate all of them. I mean, almost all of them. If you've heard of them, we generally can't stand them. Right, Mamma? <laughs> That's true. No exception. That's true. The only journalists we like in there mm. are randoms from small news websites. Mm -hmm. The reporters in the briefing are so caught up in being unbiased that their questions come across as argumentative, entitled, and unproductive. Like, we finally have...
have people in the White House who are looking to pass progressive policies and inclusive legislation. And these fucking twits are over here throwing salt in the game every second. Hello? Is your mom home? Because I want to let her know that Republicans don't need MSNBC reporters to defend their concerns at the White House press briefings. They have their own hookers from Fox to do that for them. Okay, bye. Hello, McFly. Okay, that's right. CNN and MSNBC and The Washington Post and The New York Times and Politico and Fox and all the rest spent the last four years in a ratings wet dream because Trump is the king of headline porn. And he got every single thirst bucket reporter addicted to it. And they're all showing up to the White House press room trying to come for Jojo and Kiki through Jen Psaki. And it's a disgrace. <laughs> it's disgraceful. It's disgraceful. What they need to do is take their pathetic thirst on a COVID vacation off the grid somewhere where they can unplug and do a nice long Trump detox and not come back until they learn how to act right. Exactly. Poor Jen Psaki has to deal with these dicks every single day. And I honestly don't know how she does it. The motherfucker needs to retire and go be a life coach because her patience and self-control are literally legendary. I mean, just the amount of times that she has to repeat herself will have me screaming at the TV like, bitch, she's answered that question four times already. And sometimes... They ask the dumbest yep. fucking questions. Yep. And you're sitting there and you're like, why? Why are you asking? That's, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And you know why? The reason is to stir up shit and create drama for headlines. That's the only reason they ask it. It's a dumb question that they're simply asking to stir up shit and create drama and make headlines. They want to rile up Fox News. They want to rile up big corporations. They want to rile up the super Democrats who get mad at everything. It doesn't matter. They just want to piss someone off and cause some fight so that they get headlines and then they get ratings. Here right now is some dumb bitch asking a dumb question <laughs> about whether Kamala Harris requested to have it clarified to the media that she's now going to be overseeing the immigration situation at the border. This dumbass whore <laughs> looks Jen Psaki in the face and wastes her precious time asking if Kamala Harris requested to have it clarified to the media. Go ahead, Kristen. Thank you, Jen. Uh, could you provide a bit more insight into why the White House has felt the need over the last few days to really clarify the vice president's role at the border? Was that something that she uh, requested a clarification on? No, bitch. It was you that requested a clarification. Every fucking week, you're asking for a fucking clarification. She didn't request it. You did. God. I actually think that members of the media deserve to have an understanding of what her exact role was. And the president, when he was the vice president, played a very specific role, too, where he uh, was running point on the Northern Triangle. He tell, told the story at the press conference last week about how the president called him back from Turkey, I think it was. And he wants the vice president to play a similar, similar role and engaging with these countries, engaging with their leaders, figuring out how to invest best, how to work in partnership, how to prevent corruption from taking over, to put in place steps that will uh, make the journey less desirable. Uh, that is certainly a big assignment and one the president is confident the vice president will take on so, and so do well. So is the plan always for her to focus on the northern triangle countries, the root causes, as opposed to the border, or did something change? That was always the uh, plan and that was the announcement. Okay. Uh Okay, okay. Okay. I mean, I'm sorry I asked it 500 other times, but I needed to, we just needed to know, uh, even though we already knew and we already have asked things about that. Like, does it matter if you the plan that, changed? Right. What, 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 what do you need? What, right. Uh, what is it that, what, what does it matter? What are we trying to accomplish here? The plan is, as it stands now, is the bitch going to focus on the triangle countries. <laughs> what the fuck do you, what are you going to be? No, she's not doing the border. Well, when Joe Biden and they were, when they were <laughs> campaigning, they never talked about the triangle countries. So <laughs> is this a keeping a campaign promise or is this keeping a campaign lie? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> it's just, it's just. And this is how it goes when we watch it together, isn't yeah, it, my mouth? It is, exactly. This, we're just this letting it, you guys just, in. Yeah. And I, and I, for one, think it's soothing, and then I sit here and scream, scream, and you scream, or you'll be like, you'll be like cooking to soothe yourself and I'm like I'm gonna watch Jen Psaki to soothe myself and then I'm screaming into you they're impossible in any other administration I don't know how anyone could suffer through it and they I might be either. worse now because of Trump 
they maybe they weren't like this to Obama, but Jen Psaki really is our favorite thing of 2021. Oh my God. If it wasn't for her, we couldn't, we couldn't, I don't know if we could do the podcast. I just, <laughs> I can't handle, I cannot handle these, these, the, I can't handle the people in the news. Oh, Jen Psaki. Yeah. Oh, hot Psaki. Here's an example of a seemingly nice reporter proving that she's just another dumb bitch with a dumb question trying to stir up shit. In this case, her agenda is to cause drama between Joe Biden and horde monster Jeff Bezos. But Jen Psaki has zero time for dumb twits. Go ahead. Um, thanks, Jen. Uh, yesterday when President Biden spoke about corporate taxes, uh, he specifically named Amazon out of um, the kind of fortune 500 companies that have paid zero federal taxes. Why did he just name Amazon? You know why? You know why? Uh, Jen, I'd like to ask this question. <laughs> Joe Biden at his last press conference was talking about Fortune 500 companies. And I only heard him say Amazon. And Amazon not paying one cent in federal taxes is the reason why he mentioned Amazon. He mentioned Amazon because Amazon didn't pay a dollar in federal taxes. You just answered your own question. She's wanting to know why Amazon and not any of the other companies. Like, Because Amazon is the fucking worst. And wow. Amazon owns every other company. And Amazon makes the most money out of everyone. Uh, and everyone's heard of fucking Amazon. Sorry she's not going to come out there and be like, boo-boo, kikuku, <laughs> didn't pay any corporate tax. Oh, because, who's that? Now, uh, why did Joe Biden, <laughs> we have a list of the Fortune 500 companies. Why didn't he list all 500 of those companies? <laughs> For example, um, Howey Holding Johnson P. Doodles, <laughs> exactly. Inc. LLC, exactly. Paran, um, Aeronautic Rocketry. Why didn't he mention these companies? Why did he use Amazon as an example of Fortune 500 companies? Why not name another company no one has ever heard right. of? Right. And Jen Talkie's like, oh, um, simply because someone who doesn't speak the language, who lives under a rock oh. and actually is deaf and lives off the grid and doesn't have access to anything, <laughs> has still heard of fucking Amazon <laughs> and will understand when he says Amazon. Amazon hasn't paid taxes. They're also one of the worst violators. I mean, it's just like, what, what do you want? The biggest company, the most well-known, and the, not one of the worst, the worst. Uh. She, she, it's the dumbest question I've ever heard. Her dumb fucking, <laughs> I mean, well, voice. I want to slap her right. in the fucking face. Like, and why are you trying to fucking get Jeff Bezos all pissed off? Amazon has more um, lobbyists in Washington yes. than all yes. uh, we have of U.S. senators. Yep. So I'm happy this dumbass bitch has now <laughs> sicked them all right on Joe Biden's throat. Now let's hear hot Saki. It's just an example. As I noted, <laughs> there were actually example. 91 uh, companies oh. who didn't pay any corporate taxes in 2018. Wow. So there were many to pick from. It's just an example, bitch. Um, it's just an example, bitch. But thank you for wasting my precious fucking time. She's leaning on the podium looking at her like she is <laughs> the toast. Oh, Jen, 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 Jen. Jen I mean, Jen, if you don't get a Medal Jen, of Honor, Jen. a Medal of Freedom. She better get the Medal of Freedom. <laughs> just okay? she for the love. the Medal of fucking Freedom. So in the interest, Mamiao, yes. of being fair and balanced. Okay. Here's a reporter asking a completely pointless question in order to shed light on something positive oh. that Joe Biden quietly did, which needs to be celebrated and noticed by everyone. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything to be read into sort of the rebranding of the Biden administration to the Biden Harris administration? Uh, rebranding? Well, when you, when you look on the website, it's, you know, it's, it's Biden Harris and that's not been uh, necessarily the norm of the past. Is there any message okay. being sent by that or what's meant to be? Uh, what can be extrapolated from I that. would take from it that Vice President Harris is an important partner. She's the first in the room, the last in the room on most occasions if she's in town and not traveling around the country. Um, it's a reflection of the important role uh, that she will play moving forward. The rebranding is that um, Joe Biden isn't a narcissistic sociopath who needs to take all the credit for his own self and make everything about him that he really does want a partner. He's clearly grooming her to be the next president. And I'm glad that this reporter asked that, even though it's going to get all the crunch wrap supremist nuts in a bunch. <laughs> but I was, you know, I was, I was happy to hear that there. it's actually all over the website because, you know, it's not like we're fucking checking out the White House website every right. second. It's, it does need an update. Right. But it's great that that's, that is the, it is a rebranding. It's a branding period. And we take great 
pains on this podcast to call it either the Jojo and Kiki administration. We call it the Jojo and Kiki bill. We'll call yeah. it the Biden Harris bill. Right. We don't really say Biden administration unless it's just in the interest of time. But we do think of it as their White House. We don't yes. think of it as just his. No. And he clearly doesn't either. And it's just fucking wop, man. Whopping. Whopping, whopping, whopping around the clock. And he <laughs> being his own manager and his own person, his own man or whatever. But I do think that he as Obama's vice president and because he was the first and the last in the room with Obama and that Obama created an atmosphere of partnership that he's bringing that with her. Well, that even, even took more my wa- so. my, that took my wapness up to another level. I know. I know. It really did. I was hoping so. Well, that was nice. But questions like that are few and far between. Here's Peter Dushi from Fox News with his typical passive aggressive shit stirring shtick. And it's not like we'd expect anything less from Fox News. That is their job after all. But this guy shows up at every briefing acting like the crunch rap captain of all the conservative press corps clowns. And he asks the absolute stupidest shit just to try and get hot sake to crack. And of course, she never does. She treats him like he's an annoying friend that her son brought home from school who's asking her stupid questions while she's trying to cook dinner. And one of the most colorful examples that the president used yesterday, he asked if people remembered a bridge going down, but only 5% of the spending in this package goes towards roads and bridges. And I'm curious why that number is so low. You don't give a fuck. (laughs) Trump didn't fix a single fucking bridge except so that Elaine Chow could get her fucking cocaine across. Thank God. And it's like, you don't care, Peter. Uh, Well, and also, again, you're trying, you're spinning and you're lying. Yeah. And find 5% of this enormous bill, which is going to all the infrastructure of the country, bridges and roads are one part of the infrastructure of a country. And pay like for we it just... yourself. The states should pay for that themselves. They're <laughs> fucking state tax. If Texas doesn't want to pay state tax, then they can sit on their broken ass bridges all day long. If Mitch McConnell wants to continue to keep Kentucky the poorest state in the union, then fuck off with your bridge. Go fuck off. Fuck off. You don't want the, the government, the federal government, bugging on in your state government. Then didn't you fix your shit? And again, he's acting like they're trying that this shouldn't be called an infrastructure bill. And it's like, you know what, Peter, take your rapey vibe oh, his voice. and get his voice makes me feel violence. I know. And Jen, I hate she him. handles him like just like what she said, like a gnat bothering her while she's making dinner. <laughs> Something that is being sold as an infrastructure package. Uh, we're actually selling it as a uh, once in a century. Uh, we're actually oh, okay. selling it. She's looking. Uh, we're actually selling it. The way she's looking at him, like she's looking down, of course, because we're sitting. But uh-huh. uh, we're actually selling it as a once in a century. We are once in a generation investment in uh, partly our infrastructure, but partly uh, industries of the future, American workers and the workforce. And there are areas like broadband, which maybe is not a physical bridge. But one third of the country doesn't the, have access the to broadband. digital bridge, Peter. So exactly. that impacts workers, workers who have been working from home, <laughs> kids who are trying to learn uh, at home, uh, parts of the country where they it's can't have jobs, where they're exactly. working remotely. We feel that that is an area where we can improve, expand access, and as a result, be more competitive with the country, with other countries, I should say. Sorry that Republicans don't like to think about the future and they're all about instant gratification and self-centered money grubbing yeah sorry that this administration is thinking about the future because biden is obsessed with his kids and his grandkids and kamala harris and her kids and everybody's thinking about their kids and because they're empathetic human beings not monsters and don't tell me how we're selling it peter (laughs) i think we've made it fucking clear how we're selling it and then and then and then you think his voice fucking makes you feel violence now he follows up with what might possibly be the stupidest <laughs> fucking question of all time. First of all, it's not a question that even has an answer. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. Second of all, Fox News doesn't give a shit what the answer is. Just like they don't give a shit about the fucking bridges in any town. He is just trying to stir up shit. And he's so fake and tragic that Jen Psaki can't even resist point blank calling him on it. On immigration, has the White House considered beefing up border security now that there is video of a three-year-old and a five-year-old being thrown over the wall in New Mexico? 
beefing up border security. I, well, there are, there's video now of a three-year-old and a five-year-old. I've, I've seen the video, and I think any of us who saw the video um, were incredibly alarmed by uh, the steps of smugglers, ones that we have been quite familiar with, that we've spoken out about our concerns about. As Secretary Mayorkas said, the inhumane way smugglers abuse children while profiting off parents' desperation is criminal and morally reprehensible. President certainly agrees with that. And these kids, I believe, were rescued from by uh, by um, individuals who are working at the border. Yes, but they still got close enough, as you guys are talking about addressing root causes in the region, for a smuggler to throw them over a wall into the desert. And I'm just curious what the White House is doing to doing. stop that from happening. And are you concerned more about the kids' safety, or are you concerned about kids getting in, or tell me more about Palu, uh, tell me more about your concerns. As you just kid safety, Judd. Well, of course it is, which is why I'm often surprised why some of the line of questioning in here. But uh, (laughs) I will say that um, our concern and our focus is on sending a clear message to Uh, smugglers to improve, (laughs) expand. Let's hear it again. (laughs) Are you concerned more about the kids' safety, or are you concerned about kids getting in? Or tell me more about your concern here. Kids' safety is, as you just mentioned, the main concern. Well, of course it is, which is why I'm often surprised why some of the line of questioning here. But uh, I will say that um, our concern and our focus is on sending a clear message to smuggler to the region that uh, this is not the time to come. You should not send your kids on this treacherous journey. That these smugglers are uh, preying on vulnerabilities in these communities. There's a lot of issues and steps we need to take to address root causes. So of course our concern is for the safety What's of these kids. What's your concern, Peter? These border patrol agents who save these kids Liar. deserve our uh, our thanks and our gratitude for ensuring their safety. I have to say, I mean, and I know this is going to be problematic for some people, but you know what? If I was had my three year old, and first of all, I would assume that they have a family member that they're going to release them to into the States. Uh-huh. Right. And it's like, if I knew you were on the other side of the wall and they call me, I'd be like, fucking chuck them over, man. Like <laughs> I've got to get them out of this country. Right. One. Number two, if I paid, a, if say that even if there's not a family member on the other side, if I paid this motherfucker every dime in my bank account to get my three-year-old baby into America, go ahead and toss him the fuck over. <laughs> like I want him in America. Right, like sure, I might right. understand, I guess these smugglers are, you know, I don't know. I, I'm sure they're not, you know, good people or who no, knows. No, and there's also, vi- I mean, there's. A- I get it, but I'm just saying like, I'm pretty happy they didn't just kill the fucking kids well, and pretend right. to take the money. That is true. You know what I mean? They, their true. job was to get them into the country and, and that's what they did. <laughs> yes. And I'm just like, well, I mean, you know, like, I'm glad the kids are alive. We didn't have to hear some fucking horrific story. And of if their kids babies. are unaccompanied, they get to stay. They get to stay. They do get to stay. I mean, that so. was neither here nor there. But for me, it kind of warmed my heart cockles. I was like, oh, that was so nice. They just like really did what they were hired to do. And Peter doesn't care. He doesn't care no. about the safety. He doesn't care about the wall. And what do you want to do, Peter? Should we build a bubble? Should we build a dome? Maybe we right. should build a dome. That way nobody could get thrown over if that's what you're so concerned about. And it's she's literally God. laughing, laughing at him. She is so genius. Genius. Ugh. Genius. Oh, just genius. It really. So, okay. Now, Peter Dushi is one thing. He is child's play compared to this next asshole who is so fucking arrogant <laughs> that he can't even ask his asinine question without being a disrespectful piece of shit. This is when I miss Trump going off on these dick fucks, okay? Don't get me wrong. I have nothing but respect and admiration for how Jen Psaki owns these bitches with cool cuntiness, but they deserve to get their ass kicked on the White House lawn. <laughs> I want her to say, you're a terrible journalist. Right. You're a terrible two-bit you're reporter. A, you're a t- all of it. I want Yeah. I want And that. then you want her to say, Julie's waiting on the lawn to kick your fucking ass. <laughs> Go outside and get your ass kicked, dick. One other subject. Um, In Georgia, talking about the voting bill uh, that was just signed from the governor, uh, community organizers have threatened boycotts on big companies like Delta, Mm -hmm. Coca-Cola, Home Depot, in part from some of the information that's come from the president. In his last news conference, he said that uh, the bill requires voting to end early at 5 p.m. And and you've said, and and some others said, that words matter. Um, The the bill actually... uh, standardizes voting hours by counties and adds Saturdays and Sundays voting. And it also allows extended hours from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. So is there going to be a correction? It standardizes the ending of voting every day at 5, right? 
It just gives seven, options. Seven to seven is what it, it gives options to expand it, right? But it standardizes it at five. It also makes it so that uh, outside groups can't provide water or food to people in line, right? But it vote, makes it more difficult to absentee <laughs> vote. Are those things all correct? Voting on the day of is seven to seven, and early voting um, uh, can standardize adding Saturday and Sunday. So my question is, is the tone going to change out of the White House? Or, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Is the tone going to change? <laughs> You change your tone, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to change your fucking tone. Saturday and Sunday. So my question is, is the tone going to change out of the White House? or uh, The tone for a bill that limits voting access and makes it more difficult for people to engage in voting in Georgia? No, that's actually not what the, uh, the governor of Georgia has said. Who gives a fuck? Well, I think that is not based in fact what the governor of Georgia has said. So no, our tone is not changing. We have concerns about the specific components of the package, including the <laughs> fact that it makes it harder and more difficult for people to vote by limiting absentee like talking to him like he's options, three by years making old. it uh, not viable, not possible for people to provide water to people who are in line, by not standardizing longer hours. So if you're making it harder to vote, no, we don't support that. And get the fuck out of this room. I don't give a fuck about the <laughs> governor of Georgia. I work for the president of the United States. Mm. We are down to our last sip of hot sake. Oh, no, I'm so thirsty. And we thought it was only right to end on a reporter who actually asked the one and only real and interesting question of the entire week. And and Jen Saki must have known because, number one, Peter Alexander wasn't there. And she wore black all week. And I was getting my life. <laughs> she wore black, like, every day. She looked so awesome. And this question is so real that Jen Psaki had to use her pro skills to avoid it. Oh. Sometimes you've got to do it, Memo. And just one more thing. Um, on Friday, the White House announced that it was nominating Gail Manchin, Senator Joe Manchin's wife, for the job of federal co-chair of the Appalachian Regional Commission. This is a group responsible for steering um, millions of dollars in states like West Virginia. That nomination came as a surprise to some people on the Hill. And I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about the process of how the White House settled on Gail Manchin for that job and what type of input Senator, Senator Manchin had in that. Okay, I like this reporter. I do. She is somebody that she's she's very she has a very soft voice. She's not she's unassuming. She's not aggressive. Um, I, but I think she knows what the process was, <laughs> yep. and I think it was called Joe Manchin quit fucking cock blocking every single mm -hmm. thing. So I'll put your dumb fucking bitch wife mm -hmm. Gail as head of the Appalachian fucking Council so that she can probably corruptly steer millions of dollars into stupid fuck Virginia. With all due to our Virginia listeners, and I know we have West some. Virginia. So it's like, oh, West Virginia. Like, but I mean, it's all the Appalachian. We're just going to put it right into West Virginia. It's mm -hmm. like, this reporter knows why. Yep. But the tea was hot. It was hotter <laughs> than the sake, Mamma. I was like, oh, oh, girl, you brought the fucking tea on that. And you know what? I'm like this. <laughs> Slow clap for Joe Biden. That is fucking politics that, 101. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, Mr. Manchin, Senator Manchin, come into my office. Where do, what do I got to do for right. Gail? What do I got to right. do for West Virginia? Right. Let's do it. And no one and not one Republican is going to say anything. And they're going to be told straight from the top not to say anything because someone's wife was also given an appointment. So he can't say shit. <laughs> nope. Let's listen to Jen Psaki deftly avoid the question mm -hmm. on our way out. I'll, I'll have to follow up with our personnel team on the exact oh. process there, but we can do that for you after the briefing. After the briefing. Go ahead, Jeff. Oh. <laughs> I really didn't even answer. So good. Yeah. Now it's time for So There's That. All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans and the ignorant Facebook Fox News army that follows them. 
America is filled to the brim with corrupt corporate cocksuckers from Jerry Falwell Jr. to Dick Cheney. Sociopaths who amassed their fortunes by exploiting the bureaucratic barf bag of the United States government, which in turn gave birth to 70 million broke, paranoid assholes who mistrust the government so much that they stormed the Capitol in the name of ridiculous blood-sucking conspiracy theories. The entire situation is depressing and unbelievable, and watching the QAnon docuseries on HBO isn't helping. But luckily, we've got Julie here every week to help us pretend that things in America aren't actually getting worse. So tell us, Mau Mau, what is your So There's That of the week? Well, I want to say that I'm extremely excited to announce <laughs> that I couldn't decide which So There's That I was going to do oh. because there were multiple ones to choose from. Well, hopefully you're keeping a running list. <laughs> oh, well, so thank you, Judge and Kicker. That's right. Now, maybe things are getting better. Maybe they are. Now, even though this week's good news is basically you know, from bad news. <laughs> well, that's what it's so there's that is, you know, it's still some exciting shit. Now I'm not a sports watcher except maybe like gymnastics, figure skating, American Ninja, WWE, and anything David Bautista does. Even though I'm super into this story, which is all about baseball, I'm definitely not going to start watching baseball. <laughs> Man, that shit's boring. And, um, baseball just is, steeped in problematic problems it just seems it's very just, i don't know yeah. it, just seems it, can, it real. can get retired crunchwrap supreme yep, and i just i don't is. know however i do like baseball hats some baseball shirts and i do enjoy some of their costumes we like hot dogs love hot dogs <laughs> i love going to a get i mean there's all kinds of fun things just baseball itself just like meh. with that said I am very, 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 very proud of Major League Baseball right now. And if the sport wasn't so lame, I would definitely tune in after this show of integrity. <laughs> so here's what happened. Georgia just passed the disgusting anti-democratic voting law. Governor Proud Boy Oathkeeper Whitewasher Brian Kemp signed into law a voting restriction bill that, in my opinion, adds up to a blatant voter suppression bill aimed at specifically Democratic people and people of color. It's so gross, and the Republicans are doing their mastermindful attempt at blatantly lying about what we blatantly can read <laughs> and can blatantly see, and it's blatantly disgusting. As we know in the last election, Republicans lost Georgia, and we were gifted with two Democratic congressmen who, for the South, was quite historic. Oh, yeah. A Jewish guy and a black guy, and for this guy, the love is fire. Yeah, it's so great. Don't forget about this guy. <laughs> and and <laughs> this other guy here, too. So Trump and the Republicans were pissed. And as we know, Trump lost, QAnon lost their minds, Republicans staged a full line campaign, and a treasonous coup. Since the Republicans are masters at fully being corrupt in the light of day, and then fully lying about it, and they continue to do this because half of the country believes them. So as Jojo and Kiki slid into all of our DMs, the Republicans slid into our assholes and half the country was loving it. While inside there, they stoked the fire that there is horrible election fraud and the laws need to be changed or the Democrats will continue to steal our democracy and all the good white people and misogynists of all races won't be able to live out their lives in peace. Meanwhile... There is literally no evidence of this, and 63 legal cases were thrown out of courts by judges that Trump himself appointed, and most of his legal team now are being investigated for fraud. And as my wonderful therapist told me, people can believe whatever they want because belief is based on faith. But when you still believe in the face of actual evidence, then there's a problem. And that's why QAnon and those who believe in that shit have no validity. I digress, though. So, Governor White Lies decided to do something about it. So he signed a bill that would restrict voting rights in Georgia. And here's a few of the things that it will do. And I'm extracting just a few because the bill has like 98 provisions that are gross. One, absentee ballot voter ID restrictions. Georgia up until this week has had a very easy absentee ballot process. You just request an absentee ballot. It comes to you. You vote. You send it in. You're verified by your signature. Blah, 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 blah. Not, Which is, by the way, how Brian Kemp voted. You, uh, not to mention you can verify an address. And if your address is the address and it's not the city morgue, yeah, I think we basically know that the ballot is fine. Well, now George is going to make people send in a driver's license or some form of ID photo along with their request. Why does this matter? Because it will make it harder for low-income people who maybe don't have access to a scanner, printer, computer, or don't, who don't have a driver's license. Now, 
you can use other it's kinds of ID. It's fucking annoying. It's it, 50,000 yes. extra steps right. to send in your goddamn thing. And it's already stressful. You shouldn't have to do that. And nobody wants to send a picture, their ID through the mail anyways. No, the, the making it more annoying is going to turn people off and stop them from voting. Limiting the use of ballot drop-off boxes. Which, by the way, is how Brian Kemp voted. He used <laughs> an absentee ballot. Perfect. He dropped it off in a, in a drop box on election day every <laughs> single thing he did is now against the law right. and voting in georgia how the governor who made this bill and signed it into law how he voted so good literally every step oh republicans <laughs> you love saying the ballot boxes were tampered with but what's funny is that there's actual physical evidence that it was you who did the tampering literally there's video but since you need to double down and make it as hard as possible for people to vote adolf kemp has approved under the law, ballot drop boxes will have to be located in early voting locations and can only be accessible when those polling sites are open, which really negates the point of having a drop, drop box. box. But you know what? Why don't you send an underage hooker to go <laughs> man the drop box and maybe you'll be more interested. Mm -hmm. Plus, they're making the ballot boxes not usable during the last four days of the election. Again, when Brian Kemp, yep. Kemp dropped his off the, the day law, of the election. I, I mean, it's the law mandates at least one drop box per county, but it also limits additional drop boxes to either one per 100,000 registered voters or one per voting location, depending on which is fewer. And I'm just going to delve into one more, which I think is really the most egregious. It gives state lawmakers sweeping control over elections. I'm now going to read this directly off of thehill.com. State lawmakers in the Georgia State Elections Board are set to gain new powers under the law, while the Secretary of State will be stripped of one of its key roles. The law allows the State Elections Board to temporarily suspend county election directors and boards that it deems in need of review. At the same time, the Secretary of State will be removed as chair of the State Board and will be made an ex officio non-voting member. Those provisions have raised particular concerns among Democrats who say that it will give far-reaching control over state and local election <laughs> procedures to partisan legislators and allow them to determine, for example, which ballots to count. Right. There are many, many, many more problematic problems, but we don't have time to go into all of them. But again, let me just repeat why this is a problem. Basically, the Republicans of the state of Georgia can fire every Democratic election official and put in a Republican one, and they can decide which ballots are going to count. If this isn't corruption, I don't know what is. And if you're not sure, just look at, again, look at Houston, which is uh, a city bigger than half the states in this fucking country, and they had one drop box. And they had, <laughs> right. and that's a completely Republican <laughs> state legislature, and nothing ever gets done, right. and Democrats never win, no matter how much jizz Beto O'Rourke spills into the state. So, <laughs> no. good no. luck, Georgia. <laughs> yeah. There are many, many more problematic problems, but we don't have time to go into them all. Ultimately, Georgia is trying to steal the next election, and other states are trying to follow suit. Unsurprisingly, Michigan, Wisconsin, Kentucky, Arkansas, Utah, Arizona, Florida, Missouri, and West Virginia. So uh. this is all super gross. And we know there's a ton of business in Georgia, a ton. Tyler Perry Studios, Delta, Coke. And up until this week, it was to be the home of what is called the Major League Baseball's All-Star all -Star Game. game. <laughs> this is where the two leagues of baseball come together and play each other with their all-stars. It's like Battle of the Network Stars, but not as glamorous, exciting, or worth watching. <laughs> but for those people who like it, it is. In a turn worthy of days of our lives, the queen of the MLB named Robert Manfred strutted up to his podium and said to Georgia, sorry, even though we love the people and we don't want to hurt anyone, we want to let your Fuhrer know he can suck all the dicks and fuck off forever. And kiss our tourism tax dollars. <laughs> bye, bye bye. We're taking our boring ass game somewhere else. Incidentally, this actual game generally makes the state <laughs> about $50 million. So bye, bitch. <laughs> this is huge okay he went on to actually say and i'm going to leave it here and i'm going to quote him major league baseball fundamentally supports voting rights for all americans and opposes restrictions to the ballot box in 2020 mlb became the first professional sports league to join the nonpartisan civic alliance to help build a future in which everyone participates in shaping the united states we proudly use our platform to encourage baseball fans and communities throughout our country to perform their civic duty and actively participate in the voting process. 
fair access to voting continues to have our games unwavering support. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Pandemic Politics. Thank you guys for listening to our stupid podcast. We love and appreciate all 14 of you so much. If you're new here and you like us, but you'd rather not hear about politics, please consider checking out our Patreon podcast. Our Patreon podcasts are completely different than this one. There's no politics, no ads, no structure, no rules, and best of all, no pressure to join the Patreon. Let me just repeat that for the person who left a review saying that they liked this podcast but can't deal with our endless sales pitch. There are no ads on our Patreon podcast, but unfortunately, that one isn't free. No, but it's only a dollar. It's only a dollar. Don't say that. Don't, you say, get, that. don't say that. It's only a dollar. <laughs> you get one podcast a week for one dollar and two podcasts a week for two dollars. And when you sign up, you will immediately get access to our huge back catalog, which has hundreds of hours of stupid, stress-free, ad-free podcasts. If you want to hear one to see what it's like before you commit, we have a free one posted that anyone can listen to. Just go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and scroll down the locked podcast until you get to the one called Windows Up Sing Time. And then just press play. You can listen to the whole hour right there from your phone or computer. You don't have to download anything or sign up for anything. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. Like Easter. <laughs> How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man. By the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme Maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovy Want something visual that's not too abysmal. We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you... Stay for the night. Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. A sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation but maybe the
the red is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. 